I know he's watching. Let's look this morning at your prayers work. Uh, your prayers really do it. It's, it's just what's so neat about the scriptures. Is, and I've already talked about some people in the Bible already, and it's neat that they have their name. It'll not just say someone, or in a lot of cases, it'll give a guy's name like Jehoshaphat or whoever, and David. And, uh, you know, in the scripture says, remember that <clears throat> your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we're not a number. God knows exactly who we are. But your prayers work. So look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, and look down here at verse 20. Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, it, uh, it got chopped off, but it's above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Now notice it didn't say now unto him that might. No, it didn't say might. He said he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think according to the power that works within us. It's not a matter of, you know, well, I don't know if God's going to answer my prayers or not. No, he will. He really will. Um, let's go next to uh, the, uh, the book of uh, 1 John here. And in 1 John, I'm going to go down here to chapter 3. And close that down. And let's go down here to, oh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> Here we are. <clears throat> uh, look at verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. He says, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, oh, yeah, but of course, you know, that's if you never make a mistake. No, 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 no. This, 1 John is so small. Matter of fact, if you read, you can read 1 John. We're talking about reading your Bible. You can read 1 John chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You can read those in about 20 minutes. And that's not because... You're such a speed reader. It's just that short of a book. So let's take in context, because he says, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Someone says, yes, but that's for preachers or that's for special people because they never make a mistake. Oh, is that true? Well, let's go to chapter 1. Remember, if we read this in 20 minutes, the first part of the moments that we were reading this we would have read this. Look at this. Verse, uh, let's take verse 7. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Notice it didn't say has cleansed. It cleanses us. So it's not like, well, he will answer my prayers because I'm perfect. <laughs> no. Uh -uh. Look, at, look at verse 8. If we say we have no sin, oh, I'm perfect. I never have made a mistake. He's going to say, well, you're lying. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we, now I love this, we, guess who the writer is? Uh, yeah, it's John. You mean the holy uh, disciple, apostle John made a mistake? Yes. We've all made mistakes. You know, one day, the Bible records that Jesus, well, Jesus actually called John when he met him. He says, he called them the sons of thunder. Now, you know why? They were going through, we'll just say it's a racist type thing, because it was. They were heading through the town of Samaritan, uh, Samaria, and the Samaritans said, well, Jesus, if you're going to Jerusalem, we don't want to have anything to do with you. James and John got so upset, they told Jesus, hey, you want us to call down fire from heaven and burn this place up? <laughs> and Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. But interesting to me, 
that it bothered John that much. And it's interesting to me that John actually thought he could call fire down from heaven. So anyway, we can't just sit here and say, well, you know, John is just so loving and perfect. We call him the disciple of love, but apparently at one time, <laughs> he, won't, he got so mad at these other people. Well, I don't like those people from Georgia. I don't like those people from Gunnersville. I don't like those people from Arab. You want me to call fire down from heaven? <laughs> anyway, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But notice what he said. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if we just creep a little further here, he doesn't quit the story. He still, it says chapter 2, but I just want you to see this because we throw away our own mercy sometimes. We think, well, I'm just not as perfect as the preacher. Listen, the preachers are not perfect either. I mean, we all pray in the name of Jesus. Never do you sign your name. Lord, it's me. So, so grant me this request because I'm such a good Christian. No, we pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, my little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. What? That's not the way the scripture should be written. They should completely flip out. Oh, my gosh. Somebody has sinned. Oh, kick them out of the church. No. Uh-uh. If any man sin, we have an advocate. That means an attorney with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Verse 2, and he's the propitiation. That's a big word. We'll look it up in the, in the Living Bible. Just say, he's the, it just means it's a sacrifice. He's the sacrifice for our sins. And look at this. And not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. So guess what? As a Christian, you're going to blow it. I'm going to blow it too. But don't worry. God will forgive you. So before we leave this, let's look at this in the, uh, in the Living Bible just a second. Get it down into our Alabama English for us here. My little children, I'm telling you this so that you'll stay away from sin. But if you sin, hello, that's all. There is someone to plead for you before the Father. His name is Jesus Christ. The one who is good and who pleases God completely. Verse 2. He is the one who took God's wrath against our sins upon himself and brought us into fellowship with God. Notice you didn't work your way into this. He gave it to you. And he is the forgiveness. Let's see. Yeah, he is the forgiveness of our sins. Look at this. And not only for ours. So it separates you. Uh, but for the whole world. See, because you can feel like well, I've been a Christian for 20 years, and I can't believe I made a mistake this week. Quit condemning yourself. We've all made mistakes. You're, you're, you're stalling. You need help. The people at Walmart need to see that smile, and you're afraid because you, you're like, I'm not going to ask God for help. He's, you know, I've asked the Lord last week to help me, and I, I'm just, I don't know if I'm making any better progress with God. Jesus is your progress. Don't worry about it. You're his child. You think one of your children would come to you and say that? Ah. I just can't be, you know, your son anymore because I just keep disappointing you. You'd be like, you can disappoint me the rest of your life. You're still my son. I love you. We'll work together on whatever's going wrong. I'm here to help you. You know, as a parent, you say, try to do better next time. But don't worry. If you ever get in trouble, come to me. That's the way we are as parents. Well, God's the same way. I want to show you something else along these lines. I discovered this uh, <clears throat> reading... Um, uh, in the Living Bible, I want to show you something really fantastic here. Uh, let's go to, uh, but I, I guess before we go, let, let me let me change this here. And so we realize in this book here, it's not about how perfect I am. It's just being God's child. So let's go back down here to that verse. It was verse, I think it was verse 22. This is First John chapter 3. 
verse uh, 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Wow. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So what if you mess up? Well, you just ask the Lord to forgive you. You don't say, well, I guess I'm not going to. I want to inflict my own punishment here. Lord, don't answer my prayers for about a month. You, you, that's foolish. If you didn't get your prayers answered for a month, is that supposed to guarantee you a place in heaven? You can't earn this stuff. It's a gift. But I tell you who's behind all that, and that's just the devil. He doesn't want you praying because if you pray, guess what? Jesus says, whatever you ask, you receive. Hey, what's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what happens to me when I ask and I receive. You know what happens? I can't help but tell people. I go, you're not going to believe this because I, I did not have something, and I asked, and God did it. And that just tears the devil up. He can't stand for you to be happy. He can't stand it. Oh, and so that's the reason that uh, God, I mean, Jesus said himself, he says, ask that your joy may be full. I know at Christmas time, when I was ripping open presents and stuff, because many of those things were things that I asked my mom and daddy for, and I got them. I knew they were there somewhere. It wasn't in this box. It was in this box, and you just get happy about that. That's just the way it is. Oh, but we talk ourselves out of our own victory sometimes. We just think, well, God's not going to answer those prayers. Yes, he will, too. Oh. But let's, let's touch back on this note again about our own forgiveness here. I want you to see something here. Because we, we need to just forget about uh, uh, worrying that uh, someday when I stand before Jesus, I'm going to be in a lot of hot water. No, you're not. You are certainly not. Um, look down here at, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, excuse me, I'm in, I'm in first Corinthians. I mean, second, I want to go to first. One second, I'm about there. First Corinthians here. Look at this. Watch this. I want to tell you who it's to. This, this is chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's make sure it's written to me. It's not written to just preachers. It's written to all of us. Unto the church of God. Okay. Well, there's trouble spots. Which is that Corinth? Well, that rules us out. No, what? Let's keep reading. To them that are sanctified, called to be saints, with all that in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ. So that's got us. So this is all of us. Now, Let's skip a little bit further. I want to go specifically to a verse. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Let's see. Look at verse 8. Uh, Who shall confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? He's, go, I mean, confirm, he's actually saying here that he guarantees you all the way up to the end. Actually, I read this in the, the New Living Bible, and the New Living Bible says he guarantees you right up to the end that you will be blameless. It says the same thing here. It says who will confirm you. You might as well take out confirm if it's not going to happen. So when you meet Jesus one day, you're going to be, look at that, blameless in the day of Jesus Christ. Now remember, he wrote this to a huge group of people. Surely there's some people in there like we could say, me, I'm not, I'm not as good as him. You know, it doesn't matter. It's Jesus that makes you perfect. That you can stand before the Lord one day. It's because of him. And that's the reason we need to capitalize on these prayers. These, these, this, it's just a, I mean, we don't pray because it's just unbelief. We just think, well, God's not going to do it. Let me show you a story here. It happened twice. Uh, I caught this just recently, just reading my Bible. One of them uh, I mention a lot, but I just want to show you it happens twice, uh, and it's two different people. Uh, so let me get over here to it. Uh, 
there's a couple of blind guys that show up to Jesus. Let's see what happens. Of course, you're going to realize, of course, they get healed. All right, here we go. Let's see. Here it is. And when Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Son of David. Now, I want to first remember there's two, two of them. Maybe God's just going to heal one of them. I mean, we think this way. You know, Phil's got the same problem I do, or Bob does, and we're both praying about it. And I'm going, well, I, just, I know Bob's going to get it, not me. You can't think that way. You've got to think, praise the Lord, all of us are going to get it. Anyway, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said, believe ye that I'm able to do this. And they said, yea, or yes, Lord. I tell you, that's where the problem is. You've got to believe. He touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you, and their eyes were opened. Wow. Oh, let me switch this to the Living Bible just a moment. Make sure we catch the whole heart of it right here. Oh. As they were leaving her home, two blind men followed along behind, shouting, Oh, King David, oh, son of King David, excuse me. Oh, you get that out of the way. Uh, have mercy on him. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes. We do. He touched their eyes saying, because of your faith, it'll happen. And suddenly, they could see. Now, that's two blind men. Now, let's go to chapter 20. Guess what? There's two more blind men in chapter 20. And this is a mistake because uh, Jesus shouldn't be going around healing people and uh, being consistent. But I tell you what, he is consistent. And... Uh, we just, oh, I just saw something right there I need to get for you. Right here, look at this. Oh, then before we get to these two other blind men, then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, remember they're the sons of thunder, we mentioned. <laughs> they, anyway, uh, they brought, you know, she brought them to Jesus and respectfully asked a, asked a favor. Look what Jesus says. What is your request? Why did he come out and say, look, you got to quit asking me. You have got to quit Asking me for things. I can't give y'all everything. He didn't say that. He said, what is your request? Well, of course, you remember what it was. He, Mama said, we want, I want John to sit on your right, and I want James to sit on your left. <laughs> and Jesus did come back, and he said, well, uh, you don't know what you're asking. Notice he didn't say, he didn't say, oh, I can't give you that. He said, you don't know what you're asking. And actually, the truth of it is, Richard Phil, Bob, and Fred, we all get to sit at the right hand of Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 1. So they actually got it here. But anyway, I want to scroll on down here. Uh, and uh, let's see. Here's these two other blind men. Let me get down. Here it is. Look at it. verse 30. Two blind men were sitting by the road. When they heard Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Sir, King David's son, have mercy on us. <laughs> the crowd told them to be quiet. But they only called out, look at this, the louder. You know, you'll always have opportunities to second-guess this and go, you know what, I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't need to be praying about this. No, you need to get the louder. Don't ever give up on your prayers. If, it, if it's something that bothers you, then don't let up till you get it. Verse 32. When Jesus came to the place where they were, he stopped uh, along the road and called, look what he says. What do you want me to do for you? What is it we want God to do for us today? Quit talking yourself out of it. Just say, Lord, i got to have some help. So I'll tell you what, I, I, it's just a miracle. We've got um, 
We have, uh, oh, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, Teen Challenge group will be here with us tonight, you know, at 6 o'clock. And I, I didn't think about it until I looked at my calendar, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I rolled that over on the Lord. The Lord will take care of everything. He really will. And uh, uh, it, it's going to be super. And I had some other stuff come up later on this, this past week, too. And just because I read stories like this and whatever, it always encourages me, hey, just ask the Lord. And, uh, and quit thinking it all has to come from, I have to tell everybody about this, or I have to, it, it, uh, let the miracle happen. Let the miracle happen. Let me show you another, for instance, here that uh, shows us that this is certainly the way God wants us to live. He wants us to be so excited knowing that your own prayers will work, because they will. Uh, this one is in chapter uh, uh, yeah, chapter 6. In chapter 6 here, uh, let's see. Yeah, look at verse 6. But when you pray, enter your closet, and when you shut the door, pray to your Father, which is in secret. Why well, ain't nobody's going to see me? You know, no, they don't need to see me. That's the reason I don't need to know what you're praying about. You don't need to know what I'm praying about. We can get the victory ourselves. You know, we can pray together since we're here and somebody says, yeah, I'm not feeling very good. Well, we'll all pray for you. Or something else, if Fred wants to pray for Marcus, well, we'll pray for Marcus, yeah. But when you pray, enter your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father, which is in secret, and what? And your Father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. You mean he's going to do it? Yes, he's going to do it. He sure will do it. Let's look at this just a second in the, uh, in the Living Bible. Uh, let's see, here we go. Verse 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself, all alone, and shut the door behind you. Yeah, but mom and daddy won't hear me. I need somebody to hear me because I really have a hard time believing there's a God. Man, there is a God. He created you. You're real. You had to come from somewhere. You realize the big bang, there ain't no way. There's so much proof that that couldn't be so. It's just evident. But anyway, back to this. Uh, when you pray, go away by yourself, all alone. Shut the door behind you. And pray to your Father secretly. And your Father, who knows your secrets, will reward you. And you match that up with uh, uh, just... One chapter, that's chapter 6. Look at look what happens here in chapter six, 7. Just one chapter away. Uh, he says, ask. And it, it, isn't it so strong? Wouldn't that bother you at night, Phil, if you didn't pray about something? It would bother me. I remember one time I needed a truck. And it was like, I would not ask God for a truck. It was almost like, and I know what the problem was. I didn't believe he's going to do it. And, oh, I thought, man, I'm a preacher. I, I, this is so silly. And I realized I had to get over that. I tell you, I got my truck in two weeks, too. I remember. I, what was funny was I wanted a, uh, uh, let's see, a Mazda B2000. And I thought God wasn't big enough to give me a Mazda B2000. I didn't think anybody would have one for sale. And I remember I, th I stopped myself after about five, six days of just, doing nothing and I said Lord you're big enough to get me anything I want and so I ask you right now for a, a Mazda B2000 I want extended cab and I want to thank you for it and I tell you what it wasn't but a few it was 
Well, in less than two days of that, I mean, excuse me, less than two weeks of that, I was driving around in it. I met a guy on Garth Avenue. He had one for sale. Praise the Lord. And I was able to buy some. I, I was so tickled. I was like, they got me a little pickup truck. Praise God. And what's so funny, unbelief does the same thing. Four or five years later, I wanted a Silverado, and I thought the same thing. God's not big enough to give me a Silverado. And I had to go, Richard, would you cut that out? Jesus is raised from the dead. He's done all these other wonderful things for you. You don't think he can find you a Silverado? Here we go again. Well, I remember I stopped myself, and I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I believe I receive a Chevrolet Silverado, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Same thing happened. About two or three weeks later, praise God, I got me a Silverado. Praise God. So look at this. Matthew chapter 7, ask and you will be given. Look at this. What you ask for. Wow. Hey, I mean, we get so worried. Well, that means I'll get a million dollars? Well, wait just a minute. There's people in this world that a million dollars ain't enough. That's not enough. It wouldn't help them. And, and why would you even ask that question? You're, ta you're throwing this away saying that Jesus didn't mean that. He meant exactly what he said. Notice he didn't say, go get the preacher to ask this for you. No, you've got to come in there and ask. And if you need a million, well, then i tell you what, I'm not going to sit there and say that our God, the first scripture that we looked at, it said he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. He is. Praise the Lord. So why even entertain that thought? Because that thought is designed to tell you this is a lie, and it's not a lie. i tell you what, when things look impossible, that's when you need to be asking God for something. Asking to be giving you what you ask for. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who seeks finds. And only, excuse me, uh, only you will knock and the door. Look, did you see that? Only you. Instead of, well, it'll work for him. It's going to work for you. Praise the Lord. Let's look at one last scripture. I'm going to stop right here. I, I went over last time. <clears throat> This, I found this out just reading my Bible this week. This is I could not believe how I overlooked this. Uh, but anyway, um, Solomon was the first one to build a temple for the Lord. Uh, Moses had a little temporary temple that they carried around. David uh, couldn't build a temple. The Lord didn't want him to do it. He said, your son will. So we're going to go over here to Second uh, Chronicles. It's chapter 9. Now, I know you've heard this scripture, the scripture that says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, then I'll hear from heaven, and I'll heal their land. Remember that? Okay. Well, the next verse, the very next verse. Now, uh, if I give you the setting here, um, they had just dedicated the temple. And let's put this in the King James so you'll see it coming. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Second Chronicles. Oh, I'm in seven. When you when we're being? I mean, I need to be in seven. Hold on, seven. Here we go. Hang on. I'm getting there. All right, there it is. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven. Okay. Now that's isolated. He was responding back to Solomon. See, Solomon actually asked the Lord. He says, Lord. Uh, this temple's been built here, you live here, and I'm praying that if anybody is anywhere in the whole world, if they will but just turn to you, turn toward where this temple is, kind of like the Muslims turn toward Mecca, 
is where all that comes from. If they'll turn toward this temple, and if they'll pray to you, God answer their prayer. And that's what he was saying. But this little piece right here, he was writing to the, the Israel nation. But now verse 15. So God responded saying, anywhere, anybody, no matter what, if they will, but pray to me. Look at verse 15. King James says, now my eyes shall be opened. My ears will attend unto prayer that's made in this place. Let's put this in the living Bible. Watch this. Oh, that's verse 15. Okay. I will listen. Look at this. <laughs> I will listen wide awake to every prayer made in this place. Now, I know probably like me, you've heard preachers say, oh, yes, 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 yes. God hears every prayer. That's the reason some people go, well, he don't answer every prayer. He just hears them. That is so baloney. That is so baloney. That's so much baloney that you'd have to take away those scriptures that we read in Matthew. Ask and it shall be given you. We'd have to say ask and, I don't know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. No. I will listen wide awake to every prayer. Notice it didn't say anything about the priest knowing anything about it. You don't have to. There was a little woman in the Bible. Her name was Hannah. And she had a son named Samuel. And Samuel became prophet to King David. He was David's right-hand man there for a while. He was a lot older than David. You've heard of Samuel. She was at the temple, and she was praying, but she was crying because she couldn't have any kids. Medical problem, whatever. You know, a lot of ladies can't have kids. She was crying. And, you know, I, I, wouldn't that bother a young girl? A young girl wouldn't know that until all of a sudden, ha-ha, your friends have all got kids. And matter of fact, this woman here, she had women that were near her, and they were making fun of her. You don't have any kids. I broke her heart. But besides that, it would break your heart anyway to never have a child if you wanted children. So she's at the temple. Well, at the, uh, yeah, she was at the temple. And she was uh, uh, crying. And Eli came out, and he thought she was drunk. And he said, woman, it's a little early to be drinking. Why don't you go on home? And she said, no, I'm not drinking. I'm just sorrowful. And he said, what is it? And she said, I don't have any kids. And you know what Eli said? He didn't go check the records and go and make sure. He didn't pray. She said, I just want a child because I can't have kids. He didn't say, well, you know what, sometimes you women, God decides this. He didn't say any of that. You know what he said? Because she's at the church and she's calling out to God. Eli says, the Lord grant you your petition. Please, God. She went home. She quit crying. She thought, well, all right. She went home, and I tell you what, nine months later, she had a child. And it was Samuel, and she dedicated him because she promised him to the Lord. And, buddy, she marched him right up there after he was four years old and gave him to the, gave him to the church there, whatever, to the, to, uh, to the high priest. Great story. Praise the Lord. But anyway, I, uh, you know, gee. So no wonder. Let's stop right here. I will listen wide awake to every prayer that's made in this place. Praise God. He's going to listen to you and I. Father, we thank you by your stripes we're healed. If that's not feeling good or maybe something's trying to sneak up on us, you'll take care of that. We're not worried about it. You're the great healer. Praise God. Father, same thing's true financially. If we're experiencing any kind of lack whatsoever, you'll take care of us. Praise the Lord. You supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, if there's anything maybe I didn't name or whatever, but something that we know that might be coming against us or maybe something that... Uh, 
We don't know. Sneaking up on us. We're not going to worry about it. You will get us out of every trap. Because you said so many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Well, Lord, that doesn't leave anything else but for us to go out of here happy. Tell people what you've done for us. And that's what we're going to do. For it's in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Well, all right. Well, hey, tonight at 6 o'clock, if you, you know, you can make it back. Fred, if you can come tonight. Fred, we're going to have a, a t the Teen Challenge program is going to be here tonight at 6 o'clock. If you can come back tonight. I don't know if your night driving skills are that good. Can... <laughs> but we're going to, I'm going to have pizza and, and these women give their testimonies. Yeah. Oh, that's going to come on. It is, yeah. Yeah. At 6 o'clock, we'll start. Yeah, they'll be next. Oh, my, hey, Fred brought up a good point, Phil. And about, I'll leave for El Paso uh, I Thursday evening. Okay. Yeah. And so I won't be back till late Sunday, so we'll, we'll just skip next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be with me. No, I think he's going to stay. Nah, he won't. Nah, he'll, he'll probably stay with Dustin because Dustin will be here. <laughs> I know. He would. He normally would. I'll have to check and see if. Hey, how did that get on the floor? Huh? That was you, see? That was just. <laughs> I know, yeah. I got to take this to work. I need to put yeah, that with my stuff. I know. No, no, nobody's getting any benefit out of it. I will.